Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. So yesterday we talked about confession. I put a YouTube video on my YouTube channel. Just search on YouTube Kendra Von Esch. Make sure you subscribe. Click the black bell to be notified for all of my videos because I am going to come live again. People have been asking me. And that way, if you subscribe and you click that black bell, you'll get a notification on your phone or in an email and you could hopefully join on the live conversation and ask me questions if you'd like. Um, Otherwise, you'll just be notified that videos are out there and you can check them out when you have time. Okay, but that video is called The Most Important Thing. And the most important thing is our soul. Nothing on this planet and in this world is more important than the state of our soul. Eternity is a real long time. (laughs) And you want to make sure that you spend it in that beautiful, peaceful bliss in heaven and not with flames licking your tushy in hell. So I shared my awesome confession yesterday. I cried when the priest was absolving me of my sins And I'm so very grateful for God's gift of that beautiful sacrament of reconciliation. And I just think about how I would be if I didn't have God's forgiveness. And then today, we read in the gospel about forgiveness. Lord, how many times do I have to forgive my brother? Like seven times? Because that seems like a lot. (laughs) And then Jesus is like, no, dude, like not seven times, 77 times, which is a number that really means infinity. You have to forgive him all the time. And as we know, beyond this gospel, he says we have to love our enemies and forgive those who persecute us and all of that. So it goes on with the long story of the master who, you know, said, hey, servant, you owe me all this money. Please have pity on me. So he forgave him his debt. And then, of course, the servant goes and finds a buddy of his, chokes him, throws him in jail because he owes him money. Okay, we get the story. So it's really, really, really important to forgive. Think about when you've screwed up and you didn't mean to. And you go to that person and you're like, I am so sorry. And when they don't forgive you, Or if they're, you know, not ready to forgive you at that moment, think about how horrible you feel. You don't, you know, and it's, it's so 
horrible. I mean, I, I don't have a better word than that, that it's just, it feels so bad. And then when they do forgive you, you're just so grateful and you've learned your lesson. We all screw up. And sometimes we screw up royally, royally. And in, in some cases, there, there are things that I've done that I'm like, I can't even believe that that person would forgive me. My first husband, for example, I cheated on him and I divorced him. And I, when God found me and I was going through my, my transformation in the early part of my journey, I reached out and asked for his forgiveness. And he could have said later, <laughs> you ruined my life. You broke my heart. You betrayed me. You lied to me. You cheated on me. You took my soul and stomped on it. But he didn't. He said, I understand and I do forgive you. And you have, oh, see, here I am. You have no idea how incredible that was. How grateful I was for his forgiveness. And yet I have been on the other side holding those grudges and not able to forgive family members and people that I've worked with. And this is where God comes into play. We are called to forgive because it's not our job to judge. People make mistakes. People make colossal mistakes. And we have to just say, you know what? You've got God to, to face. And I am not the judge. So I am going to forgive you. And a lot of times people don't bring God into the forgiveness equation. Because we cannot forgive. It's us plus God that equals forgiveness. Especially when you're hurt that bad. Especially when you've been, been betrayed and your heart stomped on. And you can't believe that this is happening to you. But please know that that, that unforgiveness that is in you is not God. That is Satan gripping on for dear life. And you have invited him in. Because of your anger, because of your unforgiveness, because your heart is hardened and you haven't asked God to help you with this. Satan is loving it. Diablo is division. It means to divide. Satan wants us not to make relationships work. He wants us to be divorced if it's a spouse that's hurt your feelings and hurt and betrayed you. It, he wants us not to have deep, close friendships or bust up our family because we can't forgive. This is how he works. He could care less about us. He just wants us to have resentment in our heart. And we've got to deliver that away. In the name of Jesus Christ, I deliver the spirit of unforgiveness. I deliver the spirit of resentment. And I command you to go to the foot of the Holy Cross for Jesus Christ to pour his precious blood on you and to receive your sentence. We must forgive, but we have to get God involved because it is, it's darn near impossible to forgive from the heart and to truly love that person and pray for that person 
and want good will for that person. That's what love is all about. Love is willing the good for another person, right? That's basically love. I want the best for you. I love you. It's not a feeling. It's a choice. So when we think about not loving someone or, un, or, or not forgiving someone, we are withholding that goodwill toward them. We are withholding our love from them. And we are to love our neighbors as ourselves. So maybe as you're in prayer, if you're struggling with forgiveness, you can say, Lord, Jesus, I allow you to forgive this person. Please work in me. You're going to have to take it to prayer. It may take months. That's what happened with me. But all of the sudden, I started feeling it was in my soul. And I know love is not a feeling, right? It's a choice. But this, but the way that I felt toward these people, these two people in my life, started to change. I started to care for them. I started to reach out to them. I started to pray for them. And that was when I knew something was going on (laughs) because I don't know where this is coming from, but I'm all about it. Okay, God, this is you. I've asked for this. I mean it. And take your unforgiveness to confession. Please, please, please confess it because it is a sin not to forgive. We have to forgive others. So take it to confession, bring it to God, invite God into it, and you will be amazed. And when you do forgive and you start to pray for these people, that's another way that you can get yourself moving forward is to pray for them. Because if they've done something that's immoral, like a a mortal sin, their soul, their soul is in jeopardy now. And maybe they're not faith-filled. Maybe they haven't gone to confession for it. So we should be praying for the healing of the people that hurt us. Even if they hurt us and they don't have any remorse for it, maybe they did it on purpose to, to specifically hurt you. You can't control what other people do. You can only control how you respond to what other people have done and how you Work with God to get you through it. So a couple things. Number one, let's bring God into it. Let's pray. Jesus, I give you permission to forgive this person in my life. Please help me to forgive this person. Take your lack of forgiveness to confession. Say you are having a real tough time letting it go. That's what forgiveness means, by the way. It doesn't mean you have to be best buds with the person who harmed you. Unless, of course, it's your spouse. Then you really got you really got to get over it. And you've really got to talk through it and bring God into it for sure. But if it's someone, you know, that again, maybe you work with or something and they really hurt you or they betrayed you or they threw you under the bus or whatever, you don't have to go out to lunch and dinner and be friends with this person. You just have to let it go because when you don't, you are trying to poison them, but you're the one swallowing the poison. This is Satan hardening your heart and working on your soul opposite of what God would like you to do, which is to love, will the best for others. Okay. 
And then last but not least, let's truly, truly remember how we feel (laughs) when we've been forgiven, when we come out of confession, when we know that we have, have been anew and cleansed and renewed in the love of God and what we would be like if we didn't have that forgiveness. I think we forget all too often what it's like to be on the opposite side of that forgiveness and how wonderful it is when you are forgiven and it's genuine and it's truthful and it's from the heart. So we have to forgive everyone 77 times, meaning, hey, infinity. So let's work with God to get there and watch him work his graces in you. Remember, people do stupid things. I've done more than my fair share. I have hurt more than my fair share of people that I love. And that, my friends, is hard. It's a hard pill to swallow. But I will take that forgiveness and I will never forget. I will learn. People will look at you and those witnesses around you, wow, you forgave. I want, okay, this one's been a long one, but I want to share one. There was a guy that I used to work with. His wife cheated on him. His wife cheated on him with their pastor. And I This was before God found me. I was looking at him thinking, dude, I don't even know why you are considering forgiving her. She, she cheated on you with her pastor for crying out loud. I'd be out of there, man. I'd be getting a divorce as fast as possible. He had two kids, probably, I don't know, you know, like 10 and 13, something like that. And I was like, Hey, kids can deal with divorce. Again, my heart, my heart was so hardened back then. And a couple months later he comes in and I'm like, okay, so what's going on? He's like, Oh, I uh, I forgave her. We're going to move to another state and I'm going to, you know, quit my job and I'm going to become a pastor myself. We're going to start our own church. And I remember because even while this was going on, when he first told me, he never threw her under the bus. He never called her names. He never, like you know, really hated her. He always had a love for her and he was struggling with with this hurt and this pain and this forgiveness that he had to to figure out, am I going to, what decision am I going to make? And then two months later, he comes here and says, you know, it's a big forgiveness. We've learned, we're moving the kids. I'm going to become a pastor. I'm going to leave my corporate executive job. (laughs) And this was a witness that stuck with me forever. I thought, oh my gosh, I don't even know how, I don't know how you did that, dude. Congratulations. But that was a witness to me. I wasn't the forgivee or the forgiver. I wasn't involved. I didn't have a personal stake in the game, but I do tell you that it was powerful when he shared what he was going to be doing with his life and how he and his wife mended and he's going to keep his family together and his children are going to have a mom and dad. And oh my gosh, they're going to go start a church. I mean, to me, phenomenal. What a witness. And it stayed with me. So keep in mind that your forgiveness of other people can be powerful to people who aren't even in that equation of the forgivee and the forgiver. Okay. Had to share that little one because I think we forget the people around us are watching. They're all watching. And so is God. So let's not forget to ask him in. All righty, everyone. I love you so much. 
Have a blessed and inspired day.